Welcome back or welcome if this is your first time to This Swan Can Talk About Anything, episode 48. My name is Melanie with two L's because the spelling of your name doesn't change from one week to the next. And I'm the host that you're stuck with. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I assume that if you're tuning in, it's because you like me or you love the people that I'm bringing into this space. And this week, I have someone that you guys have been asking for for almost a year. So, the sensationally talented, like beautifully kind-hearted soul that is Alyssa Bonagura is here with me this week. We had such a beautiful chat. So I really don't want to do too much of an introduction because I just want to jump right into it. So I'm just going to get this out of the way. So my phone doesn't ring when he starts playing the episode. Because if you are a faithful listener, you know, if I don't say hi, Bobby, Bobby, (laughs) Bobby calls me. So hi, Bobby. And uh, thank you for tuning in for the 48th time. Um, I'm inching ever closer to that, you know, 52, which would be like a whole year's worth of episodes. And I'm excited to to reach that number. And I'm excited to announce that I have a guest for you again next week. So you're going to have three weeks of guests. You are being spoiled. Um, But yeah, this is one of my all-time favorite interviews that I've done, honestly. And I know I've said that before, But Alyssa and I have really connected on a soul level um, and she's been through similar things to, you know, things that I've been through. So I feel like there's, we really bonded and we really connected on a totally different level. And I just, I really adore her. So I want to invite you to listen to the whole interview because you are going to learn a lot, I think, about yourself through listening to what she has gone through and hearing, you know, my little nonsense in between that. (laughs) But yeah, she's just an all around great artist, phenomenal human being, um, someone that I'm really proud to call a friend. So here she is, my girl, Alyssa Bonagura. Hello. Hi. Hi. So very excited to have you here because this has been like a year in the making. (laughs) I know. I'm so happy to be here. And now you have so much to talk about. I'm so excited to hear. Oh my gosh. It's been crazy, but I'm so happy we're finally doing this. It was the perfect timing. Yeah. And well, because you've been working so hard for the last like year on like all this new music and yeah, yeah, it's just, I'm just, yeah, I'm blown away by everything that you write. I I especially loved, I did like a whole episode when you released New Wings about that song. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. And I remember you telling and sharing your story and like, to be honest, it was such a weird, I mean, obviously for everyone, but in my personal life, like losing everything and coming back through music, I felt like God was really showing me that my purpose on earth is to create out of what I go through. And I've always done that. Like ever since I was a kid, you know, just whatever I was dealing with, whether it was like bullying at school or falling in love or having a crush on a guy, like I would just always write about it. And so what really got me back to who uh, Alyssa is, was New Wings, was that song. It's so beautiful to me that you love that, that, that one. A lot of people really loved it. Uh, I don't know if you know Riley, but she really loves you. And she oh. really loved that song too. And it's like, I think we all get to a place where we feel like maybe we just can't anymore. Yeah. And that song just talks about like, it talks about loss, like, you know, losing friends. Sometimes that means, you know, growing apart, but sometimes that means you literally lose somebody that you can never yeah. 
you can't even call them and say, you know, I'm sorry, or I wish we weren't grown apart. So it's, yeah, it's a beautiful song. And I know you previous to this, you kind of struggled with music. Like you almost quit. Yeah. I almost quit. I mean, I, I think that there was a part of me that, um, I'm, I'm like an, I'm an empath. So I, I take on everybody's emotions all the time. And I feel really, really deeply and really strongly about so many things. And I guess that's what makes me the songwriter that I am, but in a personal sense, in a personal like life sense, that's, that's really tough. And so I've had to really learn how to um, almost like protect, protect that empathy. And so that it doesn't actually turn into negative things like you know, outward, outward expression, like I'm going to quit, you know? (laughs) Um, But really, I just didn't know if I was good enough anymore. You know, when you are, are, I think working so hard towards something and, um, and it falls through, you start to kind of look at yourself and see and say, all right, am I, what am I doing that might be wrong? Or am I, am I good enough on my own? Like, do I actually need, you know, something else or someone else to, uh, to validate my talent. And, um, and so, yeah, like during the pandemic, I used to take a lot of hikes and I still do, but, um, I love being out in nature. And, um, I was, I was on a hike one day and I like bumped into a friend of mine. I hadn't seen in so long. It was before kind of everything started taking off with, with the pandemic and everyone was shutting down. It was like right at the start of like March. And, um, and I bumped into him and, and he was like, Alyssa, like, I have to tell you that your road less traveled record is like one of my favorite records. And I was like, what? I was like, really? That came out like six years ago, you know? And he was like, no, like, seriously, it's one of my favorite records of you, of yours. And I was like, this is crazy. Cause I had just been like having like a total meltdown prayer session with God being like, show me what I should be doing and ran into him. It was like a movie. And then we started, we walked through this whole uh, you know, hike together and we ended up talking about life. And, and then all of a sudden I get a call from a friend of mine while I'm on this hike. And it's a girlfriend of mine that I haven't talked to in a while. And she's like, Hey, I'm at a pool right now and I'm listening to rebel. And I just want you to know, it's my favorite song that you've ever written. And it's really helped me. And it was like thing after thing after thing. And it was like, if I was asking for something, signs for God to show me he was like here they are you can't give up this is your calling and this is why I put you on earth and so yeah I almost gave up and if it if it wasn't for having the meltdown and the prayers I don't think I don't know where I would be you know um but I'm grateful for that I had that moment because it really brought me back to who I am yeah and thank God that you did have that moment because (laughs) I think you coming back to who you are is helping a lot of other people come back to who who they are. I used to sing when I was young for like, till I was 10, I sang competitively. Like I was actually good. I used to sing country. I used to sing like Shania Twain and Jody Messina. Yeah. And my grandpa would play it in the car because he was like my biggest fan. And he thought I was going to be a singer. And then he died. And my dad was like, this is so stupid. So I stopped. And now I'm pretty sure I can't carry a tune, but that's okay. <laughs> I bet you're really good. And you know what? Isn't it sad that like when some, when people tell you stuff like that, it makes you stop being who you are and, and that should never happen, you know? Nope. But then, you know, he wanted me to go to college and then I was, yeah. I was going to do it. I was like, may I'll go to college and I'll make my dad so happy. And then I was like, I can't. Cause I, like, I, there's this nagging of like, I want to be a performer. I want to be an actress. Yeah. And so I just was like, you know what? I can live with you not liking me because if I don't like me, I have to live in this body of not liking myself. Oh, true. 
And my grandpa would have hated so much if I had just said, well, I'm going to do what he wants and, and yeah. quit. So that's why people like you are so important because you're so willing to share who you are. And another thing for me personally, I have the most complicated relationship with God. Cause when you're a kid, you're taught, if you pray, God's going to answer you. And then you pray and someone dies. And yeah. then you're like, do I believe yeah. in this? And you become angry yeah. and you ask yeah. yourself, is it okay to be angry? And I think in your music, you sort of, you, you, you give permission to be angry for what you, however long you need to be, and then just become grateful for what you had and what we will have. I oh, think. wow. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. I mean, I've had some pretty, pretty crazy moments with God. Um, especially I just lost one of my best friends of, since we were like 10 years old, he was my, my, my best friend and next door neighbor. Um, we were both only children and, um, he tragically died at 32 years old, which is just like, it's awful. And, you know, you kind of have these, like, you have these moments where you're like, how can a God that I believe in take away a life like that? You know? Um, but I guess as I, it's funny, cause like, as I continue to go through those moments, I, I, I still get closer to God in this crazy way. And, um, and I'm still, I'm still working on, on that, but, um, but I really got closer to God, I think during the pandemic and I, and I, and it was like, I think it was just like the signs that I was getting were, were so loud. And it, it was like, it was almost like when you I think when you're supposed to like step into who you are things are loud around you and if you're if you're paying attention you know what I mean like you start like seeing all these things and you're just like okay I need to pay attention to that like that phone call on the hike and it was like people that writing me like on Instagram like with the music and like and people on Facebook that were writing to me from like you know South America like saying hey your music is helping me through quarantine like what you know what I mean it was just so loud so I am. Um, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that um, I didn't give up. <laughs> yeah, I, I am too. I mean, for your sake, for my sake, for the sake of so many people, because it is really, sometimes you just feel like you're not good enough. And yeah. I've had that too, especially as an actor, because everybody's so pretty. And then you're like, well, am I pretty enough? And, and I've doubted that. Oh, thank you. And then I've had, like you said, like these signs where I've met people like, Brian Cranston or like Quentin Tarantino just coming up to me that to me was kind of like okay somebody is trying to tell me something that I'm not I'm yeah. not listening so they want me to see it right so I don't know you know if it's if it, whether that's God or if it's you know some sort of guardian angel or whatever yeah. I agree that the signs are there and now you have a whole album I do. I've like I've been writing this album for so long and it's so it was actually kind of fun because Cause during that time I started like digging through all my songs, like old stuff too. And I was like reworking old songs and, and kind of like coming back to like, you know, what Alyssa likes and what moves me. And I was also listening to like a lot of like records I hadn't listened to in so long, like old Michelle Branch records and um, Instinct and, uh, you know, Brian McKnight and love him. I know me too. I like, <laughs> I grew up listening to all that stuff. Like I was, I was such a nineties, two thousands, like, um, pop radio, like lover, you know, but, um, yeah. And so I just was like inspired by so many things and was like, why have I not listened to this music in so long? Cause you get so caught up in trying to write a hit for radio or write for, the record label to be excited about what you're doing. And then you lose sight of like all the things that you love or have listened to before. 
Um, so it's really fueled my inspiration for like for new music and and um, and I, and actually someone who's really inspired me recently is Jacob Collier. I don't know if you've listened to his music, but he's fantastic and he's so creative. And I saw a show of his recently here in Nashville, and it blew my mind. And he just paints completely outside of the lines. And it was showing me that I, I don't have to be in a box of any kind. I can just be Alyssa and be unapologetically Alyssa, however that is, however that sounds, whatever songs those are, you know? Um, and so that's a really freeing feeling to, to really step into that. Yeah, totally. I totally yeah. agree. I also find myself revisiting like old music. I don't know if, if you remember Christina Aguilera had that yes. stripped album, the voice within that. Song. So good. Trust the voice within. When I met her, I was like, you know, I was like a lost little kid and I would put that on and I would hear you, you and I never yeah. felt alone. And she was like, this is why I did all of this. Like my label was putting pressure on me to be like this sex symbol. And I really wanted to uh, like affect people and leave them feeling like they weren't alone. And like, I mean, she just took one look at me and knew that she had influenced all of this. (laughs) And, and, you know, she's such a powerful, like her voice is so powerful, but she's a powerful woman. Like she's confident in who she is and she takes risks and that's something that you do with your music too. All of it's a little bit different. They don't sound like some people's music. It all sounds like the same. Yours yeah. does not. It's very creative and beautiful. Thank you. Wow. That's, that's so kind. <laughs> I, I, um, I really appreciate you saying that because yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's to me, it's like painting. I just like, I paint a picture and whatever it, whatever's right for that piece of art is like what I want to do, you know, whether it's maybe it sounds a little bit more pop, maybe it sounds a little bit more country. Maybe it sounds a little Americana, you know, I've, I've so much, my life is music 24, seven, seven days a week, every second, every minute. And so I just eat, sleep, breathe music. And so I, you're going to hear so many, so many different kinds of things in my music because of that. (laughs) But that's the best kind of music because (laughs) like, I feel like we all have like certain sounds that trigger us like I remember there was an album I can't remember which one it was John Mayer had an album and like the inside sleeve had like a whole breakdown of like which songs would cause which body parts to react and I I remember yeah and if you if you listen to it, it you'll actually notice that like those parts of the body are actually being triggered well, that makes sense because certain frequencies of sound will, will totally do that to different parts of your body. I mean, my, I have a um, really amazing ENT that helps me just like stay healthy all the time. And he is really out there. And I mean, he used to heal, he used to heal my throat with like putting, like by putting, um, you know, headphones on like into my throat, you know, basically oh, wow. like, so I, so he could basically put music back into me, which is like, it sounds so crazy. But the truth is, is that like, you know, if you live out in the country, which I do, which is, it's so beautiful out here, but crickets at night for a human being to listen to that while you're, while you're going to sleep is one of the most relaxing and best sleeps of your life. And it has to do with the frequency of the cricket and our bodies. Isn't that cool? That is cool. I haven't heard a cricket in years. I mean, I used to hear them at the, when we used to go camp at the cottage, I used to hear them like all night. Cause my grandma slept with yeah. no sound. I sleep with the TV on, which is probably not not good for me, but what do you watch? Uh, crime shows. Oh my God. I could never do that. I'm so scared. (laughs) 
Okay, this is like way off topic, but I'm going to tell you because it's going to make you laugh. There's a show and it's called uh, Forensic Files. Oh, yeah. And the guy has like the creepiest voice ever. <laughs> and I fell asleep watching it. And I guess my neighbor ordered a pizza at two in the morning and they came to yeah. my house and there's like knocking on the door. And I woke up oh, and I'm God. waking up my mom and I'm like, mom, mom, like somebody, files. we're going to get killed. And my mom, my mom's like, nobody's going to knock on the door to kill us. And then it's like banging at the door and it's like pizza. <laughs> my mom was like wrong house I thought I was gonna get murdered I was so scared it's so scary I can't watch okay what fun fact about me I cannot watch scary movies I am a complete scaredy cat and I'll think about it for like weeks like I watched the ring at one point and I was like scared <laughs> for like four months I was like she's gonna come through the tv <laughs> I used to be scared of Chucky when I was a kid. Scared of Chucky too. And I, I did an interview with Brad Dourif, who is like the most down to earth, kindest man, but he does the voice for Chucky. But oh he's not God. scary at all. Like he's so friendly and sweet. And I'm like, you know, I used to be scared of Chucky. And then for Christmas, he sent me a pillow with a picture of Chucky on it and a knife. And I was like, oh my God, no. No, no, I, when I was, when I was young, so my dad loves horror films. My mom, not so much, but my dad loves it. He loves like all like Chucky. He used to watch, um, pet cemetery. So scary. And I would be on the bus with my parents at like young. I was like, you know, maybe two, three, four in that, in that area of life. And my dad would be watching Chucky on the bus. And my mom was like, Mike, turn off Chucky. And I would be like, mommy, what's he doing? Why is the doll killing people? And it was like awful. So I can't watch that stuff anymore. My dad just like watches Saw and like, I can't do that. Forget it. Oh, I seen that. Like, I think I seen one Saw and that was enough for me. It's yeah, pretty, yeah. it's gross. Yeah. I don't want to pay to be scared. I don't want to like go see a movie and like, you know, buy a ticket and be scared. But I get, look, I get it. It's... <laughs> Some of the older, some of the older ones are really cool. Like the old spooky ones, like, but I, I'm just a sucker for a good comedy or yeah. a Disney movie or. <laughs> I think the weirdest thing I've ever said in my life was that I really liked to watch Robert De Niro kill people. And then my acting coach was like, what? And I was like, I don't know. It's like cathartic. It's like, I just pretend he's killing all the people and things that I don't like. And then he was like, no, no more Robert De Niro for you. Yeah, but no I can't, more, no more. Yeah, no more. I can't quit him. He's like my old man crush. I don't know. I think he's just, there's yeah, something Robert, charming about him. Robert De Niro is awesome. I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's but there's so something, he, he has like this quality, like they don't make them like him anymore. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Who's your so, favorite actor? Like of all time. Marlon Brando. Oh, Yeah. Love so him. so cool. I was just gonna see if he, I I like I really like old films like um I like Mel Brooks films like oh. my favorite film of all time is Young Frankenstein like hands down I love that film. So I think good. all time is like Wizard of Oz just because my yeah. grandpa showed it to me when I, it was the first movie I ever seen, yeah. and then I lived it for four years. Like I, you couldn't get me to break character for four years, so yeah. I love that. Like when I'm in LA, it's it's. People think it's weird, but I actually go to like Ray Bolger or Judy Garland to their graves and I'll bring them yeah. flowers because yeah. I want just out of respect and like, you know, you gave me this life. Like you never knew me. I never knew you, but I knew you through the TV and you gave me this, this whole yeah. reason to exist and, and through yeah. movies, you know, you heal. And that's yeah. kind of why I wanted to go into the same reason you're in music is so that yeah. people will come 
they'll sit down for two hours and they'll either watch me cry over something or they'll watch me make a fool of myself. But it doesn't matter because you're going to forget whatever pain they're feeling for two hours. Right. And then, and then, you know, that yes, reality creeps back in, but if you can just escape for those two hours, sometimes it's enough. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. It's the same thing with music. I mean, music is the only thing that, that helps me through anything. Like I got to meet Chris Martin, um, and like right before the pandemic and he's like my, he's just one of my favorites of all time. I just love Coldplay so much. And he was so nice and so kind and like had listened to my music. And I just remember talking to him about how, how I really thought that he was a messenger for a lot of people. And he was like, you know, Alyssa, you are too. Like, that's our job on earth is to be messengers. And I was just like, whoa, like, this is so important and so true. And powerful. Something that we forget about when we get given the gift of like, of, you know, entertainment is it's, it's not just entertainment. It's really, it's touching people's lives. It's changing people's lives. And um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a real gift. A lot of people think it's a choice and it's like, no, like if I could say, I will, I will walk away from it. I I would, but it's like, then it's going to nag at me forever. Yeah, Yeah, I know. You actually met somebody who was like a huge inspiration to me as an actor. Like I watched every Johnny Depp movie. Oh yeah. Johnny's amazing. Was he like everything that I would expect him to be like a kind person? Yes. He's so sweet. So kind. I've, I've met him like two or three times and um, he's remembered me when I, when I met him again, which was really cool. He's just, he's a really stand up guy. I'm glad that he, that he got some, you know, I, Hey, every, nobody's perfect. I, I, I I don't really know the whole story of what he went through, but, um, but yeah, he was, I've actually met her. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, met I, her. Tell you, I was glued to that whole thing, man. I was like, what's going to happen? <laughs> well, yeah, me too. Because like I met Amber and she was nice to me. Yeah. But I, like she, I said something about that she was pretty to someone else. And then she was like, no, you're pretty. I'm Amber. And I was like, how much of this is narcissism? Like, I don't know. I don't want to judge. Maybe she was just being kind. Maybe she's maybe they're good people, uh, you know, individually. Yeah. So I don't want to judge her totally, but I, I, I'm very proud of him for standing up for, yeah. because men are always silenced in that. I know. Sort of well, I also, I totally agree with you because I've actually been in a couple of relationships like that, where you just, you kind of, you rile each other up in the worst ways, and then you actually bring out the worst in each other. And that's, it, that's never good. So, you know, more power to both of them who knows <laughs> right no I mean they may be very very well be the, the best people apart yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about this album what like I mean I know what inspired it but like what's at the, at its core what is the message that you're trying to send here oh man um healing really just healing healing and transforming and um I think as I'm healing myself in a lot of ways and you know I, at the moment I'm, I'm really trying to get out of old habits you know, that are not so healthy. Um, I'm really trying to like realize it, be kind to myself. Cause I, I, I really like beat myself up a lot and I'm really hard on myself. Cause I, I just really always want to do the best work and I want to be the best and I want to be a good person. And, um, and you know what, we're all humans and we're just trying to figure it out. So I am starting to try and be kinder to myself, but with this music, I think, um, every song is, it's a piece of my heart that's healing and transforming. And so I want that to be relayed. And some of it's like fun too. Like I, I, I've just, um, 
I'm working on like two or three songs that are really fun and up-tempo. And they're just like, they're like the Alyssa that, you know, when I get on stage with an electric guitar and I just like party, those are those songs, you know? And I, and I love to be that person as well as the person that's singing paper airplane and it's heartbroken, you know? So, um, so they're going to have a piece of everything on it. I was actually listening to paper airplane yesterday and crying. <laughs> I know it's so sad. I mean, I have a, a friend who I was like super close to and he committed suicide like four so years sad. ago, but I literally loved each other so much. And it was like, how did I not see this coming? And that song just reminded me of him. And I just, I was crying and it's like, but I don't think, I don't think listening to music and crying is a bad thing. I think it's, it's cleansing. And yeah. uh, because I used to sing, like, I know how, how powerful it is. And I know how you have to reach like so deep in yourself just to get it out of your mouth. Like people think it's just, oh, well, I'm going to pick up a microphone and it's really not, it's really not yeah. that simple. Oh my God. I mean, like I, I cry and write music all the time. I mean, like last night in December, the, the first verse of that song was like it on the voice memo that I have of it. It was just me crying and like singing the words and, and it's so powerful to get it out. And like, I guess I just want to encourage people that like, that are listening to this and also that listen to my music is to just if you're feeling something like that deeply, like you got to write it down or get it out in a really um, healthy way, whether it's like, I think writing journaling is so important. Even if you're just doing like a brain dump, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, you're not even going to read it back. You're just like, you know, I've been setting my timer in the morning um, for like 15 minutes in the morning, trying to do these morning pages, which I'm like, <laughs> they're so cool. Right. It's like, it's and, part of an acting class. They make you do it for like ever. And I do. And sometimes I read them back and it's like, I'm not in a good mood. Something pissed me off. And I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's like, it, I, I read this book called The Clarity Cleanse um, by Dr. Habib Sadiqi. I don't know if you know him, but he's no. like quite a famous like holistic healer. And um, he had uh, testicular cancer when he was like in college. And then like, decided to get the surgery, but not go through like the chemo and radiation and all that stuff and wanted to figure out why he, his body was like causing him sickness. So he talks about how to like cleanse your entire being, like mind, body, spirit, all that stuff. And one thing that he really suggests is like pages in the morning where you're just like, and you're not even, you don't, you're not supposed to read them back. You're actually supposed to like either burn them, throw them away and just like get rid of it. Like you're taking out the trash. Cause like we have so many thoughts on a daily basis that if we keep them inside of us, they can be really poisonous um, and they can really eat us up. So I'm so grateful for music because music for me has always been my out, like ever since I started writing. And um, sometimes you just cry and you just write songs, <laughs> get them out, you know? <laughs> That's such an interesting story. Like if my grandma was alive, she'd probably be like studying that book because when I was a, like a baby, they mm -hmm. told my, my grandma had breast cancer and like back then they didn't know how to fix it. And they told her she was going to live seven months and she lived seven years Yeah, and she wasn't being like treated at the hospital or anything, but she yeah. was very religious yeah. And every Sunday we had to go to church and she was like, she really believed that she was going to get a miracle. And I guess she did in a way, but in the yeah, end, she, did. she didn't in her mind because she wanted to live till I was like, you know, 50 and see her great grandchildren right, and course. things. Yeah. But yeah, she was so positive and like, she was, she was sick. But if you didn't know that she was sick, you wouldn't know. Cause she'd be all dressed up with her high heels on and like, yeah. she was good to go. It was, 
Yeah, it was quite a fascinating thing. And then she eventually, you know, she passed yeah. away. Yeah, but that's... Oh, I'm so sorry. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting thing. Our bodies, our bodies really keep the score and everything that we do. And um, I'm starting to really learn that. Like, yeah, it's really, it's, it's hard to be healthy within your mind, your body and your spirit all together, you know? Absolutely. Hard. It takes a lot of discipline and it's like, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> you're doing, I think you're doing a good job because honestly, every time I see something that you post or whatever, it's always like overwhelmingly positive. Like you're out there, you're telling people just get up and move. And um, I'm yeah. so sorry. I know you're very good friends with Jesse, James Jeffer. Okay. Yeah. And I don't like her husband because I love Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I, I'm sure he's it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just a big, big Tom Brady fan. And that's what he says. Get up and move. Like, I don't care if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, get up, just do something. And mm-hmm. if anybody that I've encountered that I've, in any industry has been told you can't, that guy has been told you can't. And then once he does it, oh, now you're too old. And he keeps proving people wrong. And he's big time into holistic medicine for his mind and his body. Yeah. I think, I think that the mind is the most powerful thing ever. And we can either be sick or we can be well. And obviously that's a broad statement, but, um, and you know, medicine is amazing and, you know, we're in a time of amazing medicine, but, but I do really believe that like, with all of that, you have to also really think about yourself. I mean, we're just like, this is such a deep thought, but we're just like everything else that's out in the universe, like the birds, the trees, like everything, we're all made of the same stuff and they just exist. They're, they're not like thinking about the stress of next week. They're just like being a tree, you know? <laughs> like, they're like, how am I going to stay up in this wind tonight? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, so when you start to think about things like that in a broad scale, you're like, I think I need to like simplify my mind a bit and like really think about how my body is like functioning. I started doing acupuncture recently because I have, um, I have these like fibroids that are so annoying and, and like the doctor was like, you're going to have to get those out. And I'm like, well, why? Like, are they, are they really causing me like major issues? <laughs> like I like, do I need to have surgery so this is what put me on this massive research of like the last two years of like holistic healing and um, acupuncture is really helping me like majorly. And it's kind of crazy. You like lay on this table and you've got all these like things. Yeah. Acupuncture. No, my grandma used to do it all the time. Oh, so I it's, remember. Like, it's amazing. And I love meditation. And so when I go into these like sessions, I'm there for an hour and I've like, I'm meditating on the table with these like, and your body just feels like you're floating. And then you, you know, you come out of this thing and apparently your body's like really healing, but it all helps with the energy flow of your body. And it's, it's pretty amazing how it's true. It's real. <laughs> I didn't used to believe this, but my mom used to tell me all the time that like, cause when my grandpa died, I gained weight. And then when my friend died, I gained weight and then I couldn't get it off. And my mom was like, you know, your body is carrying weight because yeah. it's physically manifesting your pain yeah. is physically manifesting itself as grief and, and you're gaining weight. And awesome. I was like, Oh no. And then I started to like adjust my 
way of thinking and I started to eat like the way Tom Brady eats and I actually lost weight and it stays off now and like it's gradually coming off I wish it would come off faster but it doesn't work that way it's easier to um it's easier to gain than it is to to lose yeah but yeah no it's definitely true like when you change the way you think the way things are going start to change um did you collaborate with Jesse on this new album at all people keep asking me yes yes the answer is yes we've we've done some pretty epic collaborations in the last couple of months and um I'm really she's amazing too she is and she's you know she's like my ride or die bestie we've been friends for 16 years and I was like in her wedding and um she's just a really good human being and uh I'm and just incredibly hardworking and um and it's been really fun to watch her dreams come true like all of them every you know she's like, gorgeous too like inside you can tell like it's an inside out thing yeah. I I was such a fan of her when she put out like I look so good without you like way yeah. back and I and like boys in the summer yeah and like so and good. like but but her songs have been consistently great yeah so it's like every time she puts something out I'm like I need to hear it like she's yeah. just she's very gifted so yeah a lot of people are asking if you guys are collaborating and I was like I'm we pretty are. sure but we that's are gonna, I we think are. that's gonna be so much fun there's some really special songs that I can't wait for people to hear and um it's a cool side of her too it's a, it's a it's a bit different side of her which is really cool I think but, I saw into her who she really really was and I don't watch this show she was on say yes to the dress yeah to help someone else and I don't really watch the show and then I just she was there and I was like oh well, let me just you yeah. know, tune in and I just saw like it was almost like she opened up her heart to like someone that she didn't know or owe anything to and yeah. it was so beautiful I my song that I wrote with her called I do that that um it was a their wedding song that oh, song yes. was in that episode of say yes to the dress yes yes I remember the song yeah, yeah. so crazy that's crazy but yeah it's it is fun crazy. to write songs with your best friend too because it's like you know you guys when you get in a room together you're already so close and then when you dive into the musical part of that you're able to just kind of like break open and talk about everything so her and I write so well together and um I'm so grateful for that she's so would you say so she's your favorite to collaborate with yeah she's, to write with? she's definitely one of my one of my absolute favorites to work with we we get in a room we write songs in like an hour we're just we've always been that way yeah, yeah. she's like supremely underrated as far as I'm concerned like she's badass she really but so are you like honestly (laughs) thank you (laughs) so some people wanted to know what's something that they would be surprised to know about about the album that's not out yet but coming Hmm. you're so transparent it's almost like hard to answer (laughs) um I'm having a tough time finishing it really yeah um I guess that would be surprising when do you expect to release it probably in the new year I was going to try and release it by the end of this year but I think I'm going to wait till the start of next year because I've already started writing an entire new album too which is hilarious I know you're just like boom 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 boom. I know well you know what I for a while this is so crazy but for a while I was so sad like I'd been through so many sad things breakups, people, best friends passing away, um, loss and in, in everything. And then recently in like the last couple of months, I have been the happiest I've ever been. And it has been so, I just feel so grateful for that shift because 
like going through all that grief to come to this moment of like happiness and gratitude it makes me want to cry like I just feel so so grateful and so I've started writing all these songs because I've found new inspiration and like and I've written like five songs in five days and recorded them and like produced them and mixed them and it's just so anyway I'm having a tough time now because I'm like well shit do I need to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do I need to put some of these new songs on the old one or do I just like finish the old one and then like get it out? But, um, but you know what? I'm never going to stop. So I just have to like, I have to just put things out and then keep moving and cre- creating new projects. <laughs> I think that's the thing that I love the most about you. When I first started hearing the music is that I felt like there was sort of like a, almost like a trauma bond there, like, because you've experienced the same griefs and it's not the same, but no grief yeah. is the same, but when you know what it's like to go through it, you can always, you, you can understand each other, even without even saying anything. And I just, you, you, yeah, I always just, I felt so connected to you just right from the very beginning. And, and yeah. it's, I don't connect with people easily because people are so judgmental about how you grieve and how long is long enough and how long is too long. And for me, it's like, I don't want to stop. Like I, if, the grief that you feel is equal to the love that you had with that person, then I don't ever want to stop grieving for, for example, for my grandfather, because that was my best friend. That was my dad. That was my, this like whole world that I had. So of course I never want to stop. I don't want that pain to go away. I just want to make something with it that will live forever. And that will be, you know, outlive me and be beautiful like your music. Oh, well, thank you. You know, (laughs) last night I played a show. I was opening for um, Stephen Wilson. I saw that. He played a song called Grief. I think it was called Grief. And the hook line is Grief is Love. Well, it's it like is. Grief, grief is love where with nowhere to go with yep. the line, you know? And it, I thought that was such a beautiful way of putting it. And when you're grieving, it's just because you love that person so much. And, yeah. uh, and that never goes away. I think it always just, you get used to it without having them there, but it never really goes away. And I, my friend Roman, um, I was at his grave the other day and I was like feeling a little bit anxious. And I, I looked at the dates that he had, you know, that he was here on earth. And I, I started writing this song called like, I'm going to, I'm going to love you while I have you, because no matter like where you are in your life, we only have right now and today, like, and I'm so glad I'm sitting here talking to you because we're, we're connecting now. And like, who knows what happens tomorrow? I don't know what happens tomorrow, but I know that I'm right here and I'm with you and I'm present and I'm trying to just live my life like that and just love life while I have life. And things are going to be weird and it's going to be rocky and you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be in this high, high. And then the next day is going to be low lows, but God's in all of them. And I, and I, I truly believe that, um, that good things are always just around the corner when you, when you've had some really low lows, you know, the, the high highs come and that's, and then you ride the wave, you know, <laughs> my grandpa doesn't have a grave. He's actually like, I don't know, maybe this far away from me right there. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've never, we've, I've never gotten rid of him. And f- this is really freaking weird. My grandparents died four months apart and my grandpa came with us and my grandma went with my mom's brother and they didn't talk for years. Wow. And then we get, my mom gets an email that her brother doesn't want her mom anymore. And he wants to put her in the garbage. And my mom's like, absolutely not. So he like mailed her back to us. And my mom was just like, isn't that weird how like they died and they they're gone, but somehow even in death, they got brought back together to us, like to me. And it was, it's just like, and 
I okay. had been angry with my grandma for years because when my grandpa died, when he was in the hospital dying, I kept calling her and yeah. I was like, can I talk to him? And she'd be, well, he's in the shower. Uh, he's gone to the grocery store. And I know she wasn't lying to hurt me, but yeah. she lied to me and I hate lies. Yeah. So I, I never really forgave her for that. But now it's like, okay, I don't like that you did it, but I understand that you were hoping that between now and the next time I was going to call, he was going to wake up. Yeah. And that just didn't happen. Yeah. But I mean, I certainly don't hate her for that. She was yeah. an extraordinary uh, woman like in her own right. Like she, she was an extraordinary woman who I, like I admire her so much for her strength yeah. and whatever. But when I look back, no matter how far back I look, it's always him because he was the one who was like, let's watch all these movies and let's, Aww. and I wanted to be like him. And now I'm like, I think he was a very, very, very repressed artist. Who, because well, he went to the war, all. you know, he went to the war. He couldn't do the things that he didn't have the freedoms that we have. Yeah. So he couldn't do that. But he always had a camera in his hands, always. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he wanted to be like a filmmaker and he loved music. Wow. His favorite, he loved Dolly Parton. When I was a kid, yeah. he went to the, took me to see her and I met her and I was like, I really like her, your shoes. And she was so sweet. Have yeah. you met her? Yes. Dolly is amazing. I was actually just, I was having a meeting the other day and she was recording below me. In the oh, wow. And I was freaking out. I was like, oh, I want to go see her. She is my ultimate favorite country artist besides, besides my parents, but Dolly Parton, <laughs> be all end all. Like she is just the perfect example of a songwriter, um, an artist, a person, uh, a role model. I just love her so much. My now deceased cat was named after Dolly Parton and I, she, Dolly Parton. I love Dolly because Dolly is not ashamed to say like she patented her look on the, you know, the town tramp or whatever, but she didn't know that that person was a tramp. She just thought she was really beautiful. And I think there's so much power in saying like, well, it takes a lot of, a lot of money to make me look this cheap. Yeah. And you can go ahead and judge me because of the way I look. And then she comes out and she sings and all you see is like, you see like this beautiful soul. And I love that. I love like, let people judge you, look at you and say, oh, look at her. She looks like this. And then she's totally like just this beautiful soul. I think it's, I think it's so beautiful. Like how just in entertainment, whether you're an actor or a wrestler or whatever, it really feels like so much like a family because I feel like we root for each other so much more than the public roots for us. Yeah. You know, people want to pit like whatever Britney Spears versus Christina, but at the end of the day, those two girls might not be friends, but they want each other to do, to do well. And I think that's, that's just, I'm just really, first of all, I'm really excited for your album. Your video just came out too, which I love. You like it? I did love it. I loved it. So I know that feeling like my friend that I told you that committed suicide. That's the relationship we had. He was in LA. I was in Toronto and I'll never forget it. He was working. He was an actor. And my mom, my mom had a perforated ulcer and she had four hours to live. They were like, you're going to die. If you don't have surgery, you're going to die. And I'm in Toronto and I don't know anybody because I moved to Toronto to pursue acting. I don't know anybody. I don't know what to do. I call (laughs) this guy in LA and I'm like, my mom's going to die. And he's like, do you want me to come? And I'm like, no, it's okay. And he's like, I'm going to come anyway. Like that was just the kind of person that he was like, we were, we were best friends. And then after we were more than best friends, but after he died, uh, his sister-in-law was like, I thought we were going to be like sisters. And I like, yeah. I can't believe, and I was like, you know what? 
like, and she told me, if you ever feel like you need to be close to him, why don't you come and hang out with my son? And I was like, your son. And she was like, my son loved him. And that would be like the best person to bond with is my son. Cause he's just a little kid. Right. And she lives out in Tampa, which is where Tom Brady plays. He's blurred out. He's behind me. <laughs> I, love Tom I just, I love Tom. Just I love Tom Brady too. He, he has the biggest heart. You wouldn't yeah. believe it. Like pandemic came. It was my birthday. Pandemic birthday. The worst. And I got yeah. a box and it had like all this Buccaneer stuff. And I was like, is this a joke at the bottom? Happy birthday. Right on the Jersey. And I was like, this is the sweetest thing. Like you actually care about a girl that you don't even need to care about. And I then when I, when I see people talking down about him, I'm like, do you know who he is as a human? Which I is why I say, I don't like Eric Decker, the quarterback, but I'm <laughs> sure Eric Decker, the human being is probably phenomenal. He looks like a great dad. But well, I hate every quarterback that's not mine. So I do. Well, well, you don't have to hate Eric Decker because he's not a quarterback. He's wide receiver. Oh, that's right. No, they would have played together. Who am I thinking about that? <laughs> There's somebody else that I'm thinking about that retired that was a quarterback. I get them all mixed up because <laughs> I don't really know sports very well, but I love watching football. And so every time I go over to Jesse's house and there's a football game, I'm like, Jess, can you explain this to me in a play-by-play? She's like, yeah, I got you. And she'll be like, okay, he just got to fumble the ball. So don't even worry about it. I'm like that with hockey. I could tell you hockey like this. Oh, do you? Yeah. Do you know Jason Spezza? No. Who's that? Well, he's retired now, but uh, he was, he was a wonderful player who was like my longtime family friend since childhood and my crush who I was pretty sure I was going to marry didn't (laughs) end up, we didn't end up together, but he just, they forced him into retirement. He's only 39 and they just, he just retired like a couple weeks ago and he's been texting me and he's like, remember when you used to think that I was like the best? And I was like, but I still think you're the best. Like no matter how much he passes. You'll always be the best to me. He's like Tom Brady. He would do anything for anyone. Like you could call him up and not know him and be like, hi, I'm hungry. And he'd be like, where do you live? Like he's one of those people. He's not religious, but very spiritual. So I think you would have liked him. I'm assuming you're probably a Predators fan. I am. I like the Predators. So I, I went to hockey with my dad. I mean, my dad used to work for this company. Long story short, we always had tickets to the Preds game. So as a kid, I used to go see the Predators play and it was awesome. Yeah, I used to have tickets to every game Jason played at, except he probably wanted me to kill me every time because I would scream so loud. I'd go to school the next day and the teachers would be like, did you have fun at the game, Melanie? And I'd be like, no, what game? They'd be like, we heard you from all the way up there. Oh, was like so funny. Well, I was just yelling, you know, and it's your friend. You you get really, he played for Texas for a while. He played in Dallas. It's so fun to watch your friends play. It's so fun to see your friends do well. Yeah, like I'm I, so excited I, for you. Like I want to see you do well, and I want to see you like live. Yeah, you gotta come. We're, so yeah, we we gotta figure that. You out. gotta come I'm, to LA uh, or something. Yeah, so I'm going to London. Um, yes, tell me about that. Is it a little? Is it a tour? So excited! I'm doing like I'm doing a couple shows over there. I'm playing a festival um, in Scotland, which is really fun because my whole my mom's. So I'm Italian for sure. Obviously, I know. <laughs> pretty Italian but my but my mom's side of the family half of half of them are all Scottish from Edinburgh so we have like Scottish roots and every time I've been over to the UK I just feel like I'm home and um so a bunch of my friends live over there because I went to college there and um I'm playing this festival in Glasgow well it's this little this little island called Millport right off the coast of Glasgow and it's a big country music festival so I'm playing that I'm doing a show in Birmingham 
I'm going to be doing some shows in London um, and then catching up with my friends and, and finishing my record and writing for my new record and like all the things. <laughs> we <laughs> share by- like similar heritage too, because my dad is also Italian, which is why I have a big nose, but I don't have his last name. I have my, my mom's last name, which okay. is my grandpa's last name. And my grandpa is, is Irish. Cool. Not there the same you go. as Scottish, okay. but very similar. very similar. Like he had the red hair. Oh yeah. And I just look like a white girl because I'm very, <laughs> I'm pale like him. You look Irish a little bit though. And, I, and I have this fake hair. Pretty, that's not Pretty Irish girls that look like <laughs> oh. you. Yes. Some, I think some Irish women are so beautiful. Like they have like the, yeah, sometimes I wear red wigs and people are like, I like your hair like that. And I'm like, no, no, Ooh. you don't. That would I be love fun. Wigs. I love wigs. I think it was like watching Dolly. I just, it's fun. It's like, why yeah. stop playing dress up just because I'm a certain age? <laughs> Absolutely. No, you should always dress up. I mean, obviously I'm not, I'm not taking my own advice today. Okay. But, today is one day. I don't I, dress up every today, day either. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause like today was like the first day. So like after CMA fest, which was absolutely crazy. And we had the best week ever. It was so much fun. Um, but after CMA fest week was, it was just so nuts. And I just, I haven't really had any time to like fold my laundry or do anything and then the yeah. music video came out for other side of the world and I'm just like I'm so excited it's, it's so good video. I'm so glad you like it I a lot, uh, everyone does everyone that I know who's seen it they've all loved it and then they love the actor that you chose so there's that too he's fabulous he's really fabulous actor and he's he's an up-and-comer in London um what's your favorite part of the video my favorite part of the video gosh you know what was so much fun like side note because let me think about let me think about like this like a scene is that what you're thinking like a scene yeah yeah sure whatever part you love the most um I really love when they're like the second well I love when he's like picking up the rose and she's smelling the roses and in the grocery store it's so funny I talk about it third person because when I wrote this whole thing I was like she's going to be going here and then he's going to be doing this and then it's like it's this weird thing where you start talking about yourself in third person you're like the characters you know Um, right but uh yeah I I loved that and I loved when he gets on the plane and um you don't know where he's showing up but that's why it's to be continued (laughs) that's that's I love that too that's it's just the fact that you come up with your own concepts too is like so many musicians take their songs and just hand it over yeah to someone and like I love that you don't do that because then everything is so authentic and it's organic yeah, and, it, and it reads on camera like you see it I think I see it more because I'm so used to like I can watch a movie like Suicide Squad and I can show you all the parts where Margot Robbie's makeup is inconsistent just because yeah, I know yeah, yeah. yeah because I study it once so, you know how it's made you see everything totally but but it's no less magic um it's <laughs> funny that you mentioned CMA Fest I don't even know if you would know this person but when I was young my parents took me to this country music festival because I was in love with a, a singer who was from my hometown of Ottawa and he went to Nashville his name is Charlie Majors and he was big in the 90s in Canada and he had this song called um uh drive you out of my mind okay and he is the most unattractive man I've ever seen but as a kid I was in love with him like he's you know and my parents took me to country music fest and they told him that I wanted to give him a kiss and he was like okay and then when he said okay I started crying and I was like no 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 
And I talked to him like recently and he was like, I remember that because like you, you were like, no, no, no. And I was like, oh I'm, so oh like God, I'm so that's sorry. So funny. That's so funny. Yeah. CMAFest is really fun. And like this, this time was really nuts. I got to do a really cool show at um, Old Red with a bunch of friends and I had my band, um, just kind of learned 38 songs and I was like here's here's all the songs we're gonna play like two songs for each guest and then you gotta play all my songs too so can you play by ear I can I do yeah I have a friend like that too he's like he goes on tour and then the opening band is like oh we're missing a guitarist and he's like hold on and I'm like how do you do this Connor yeah yeah I, I I've always played by ear I can't really read music but um but I but I I mean I kind of can sight read vocal parts but like that's really it. But yeah, I've always played by ear. It's, I'm faster at ear training than I was at learning music. That's <laughs> it's insane. It's weird. But um, wait, I have a question about the music video because like literally I'm, I'm so excited that, that CNT started playing it. But my question yeah. to you is that what do you, what, like if you could, if you could write the next video, what song would it be for and what would it be? What song would it be for? Like one of your songs yeah. or just any song? one of my songs I don't know I don't know what song would be for I'd almost want to like take paper airplane and rewrite it where it works out (laughs) I don't know I love that that's 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 a weird concept I know but like I took a writing class with Aaron Sorkin I don't know if you know who that is yeah Yeah. and he's such a phenomenal writer and he actually instructed us to take a film that we knew and rewrite the ending Mm-hmm. So I took this like very unknown Brian Cranston film called Wakefield that my mentor wrote and directed. And yeah. I rewrote it from his wife's point of view. And before I handed it into Aaron, I sent it to her because I wanted her opinion. Right. And she's like, now I have a whole other movie. Thanks a lot. And I was like, what? Wow. And she's like, I never saw it your way because the movie is left open-ended. Like you're like, it's yeah. left to interpret. Right. How does it end? And right. she's like, now I do, I never seen it that way until you just did it. Like, so yeah, yeah I would probably, t- maybe they make it in the paper airplane after all. And love that. Yeah. And he, They're where not- would he show up? Shows up at her door with like, I don't know, flowers, right? Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the video for uh, I Want Crazy, the, the Hunter oh, Hayes video with the, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the airplane, but that only because of the plane, because that, <laughs> that was, I always thought that was so, my mom calls that song I want cheesy and it's it's like that was a great song and a fabulous video and it's it's such a like a a silly like rom-com video yeah yeah so so cute one of my absolute favorites I also love the color the coloring of that video so fantastic Hunter in that video is a superstar I mean he's he still is still is a superstar I mean, so are you though. Like, give yourself that. Thank My you. friend Amanda wants to know when you're going to release Didn't You Cry on Spotify. Oh, very well. We'll see very soon, hopefully. So you are going to release it. She's obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> we, will, we will be releasing it at some point. Yes. She went to see Jesse recently and there was like a storm. And she, she was like, it was very unsafe. And oh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And poor Jesse, she had to like reschedule some dates, but she's got some, she's got some more dates happening, which is good. Are you going to be on, on, on any of those shows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Because I know you're collaborating with her, even with Kitnish. Yeah. Which is like the clothes are so cute. 
Oh my God. I love, I love, I love kidney's clothes. Like it, I feel so lucky that I get to uh, wear some of them because they're so comfortable and this is not an ad. I'm no, I know (laughs) I'm just being serious. Like I get some, I like the pajamas I wear that are kiddish in my music video. The pink ones are like my favorite pajamas. I wear them all the freaking time. You look like, it's amazing. You look like a cowgirl, but you have like all this fringe going on. And it's just like a whole lot of fun. Like I, I just, I don't like things that are so inside the box and you're not. And I love that. I just, Thank you. you really are such a phenomenal artist and an even better person. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, it, you radiate it though. Like it's, it's in every, everything that you like, everything that every caption that you write, like in everything, I feel like you're bearing your soul and you're not afraid of yeah. what people are going to think. And you've, I've seen you express too, like on social media when you're having a bad day. Yeah. I think I just, I, I've started to realize that it's, a, it's okay to just be you, what, whatever that looks like. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be happy. You know, I, I think it was, it was tough, like over the years, kind of becoming more and more in the public eye and realizing that like, you have people that see everything. They see your relationships. They see what you're going through with your band. They see what's going on, you know, with your family. They see everything. And so um, I'm just really an open book. And I'm, I'm learning that, like, your private life is really important to keep private, which I've, mm-hmm. I've outwardly expressed a lot of a lot of that. And I think it's, you know, there's, there's a time and place for everything. But um, but I've actually become more protective of that recently because it's so precious and you have to protect it. Absolutely. And sometimes when you like, you know, I really love like Taylor Swift and her boyfriend. I don't know what their Joe Alwyn. Yeah. I don't know what their situation is, but I just love (laughs) how like secret they've kept it and like how private they've kept it because I get it. It's like you, I can't even imagine being Taylor Swift and, and trying to have a normal date with someone, you know what I mean? But so like, I'm not even, you know, like that's not the same scale for me, but at the same time, it's like, if you're posting pictures with someone all the time and someone's commenting or they're, they're like, well, what happened? Are you guys still together? And then it's like, and then you keep getting these things and you're like oh shit (laughs) you know like I should have kept it should have kept it private but um but I I'm just really learning to um to just yeah to really like keep things safe in that way but uh anyway I'm all about being an open book on social media and and I'll still always be that it's hard it's hard it's really hard but it's it's okay it comes with it comes with the job you know yeah I think you have to go into it knowing that people are going to want to know the color of your underwear yeah and you know what and that's okay like they can fucking they can ask me those questions like and I'll and I'll either answer them or I won't you know and I think that that's part of me where I've been like it's okay to either answer or not answer (laughs) yeah I know totally it's it's okay to keep things for yourself and because you really do give a lot of yourself and it's just it's a really beautiful thing vulnerability is hard like I had to learn it and unlearn it and learn it again because you unlearn it and then you put the wall back up because what if somebody's looking and they think, you know, something negative or whatever. And I actually had an acting teacher tell me one time, you are so scared of being ugly on camera. Like you won't even like, it's always like, you know, because I don't want, like I'll wear the fake eyelashes and the hair. And then when I, when I met Brian Cranston, he was like, to be honest with you, like, I think you're much prettier without it. And I was like, well, I like it. And he was like, that's great that you like it. 
but just understand that when you walk into a casting room, like less is more. And he's like, if yeah. you want to live like that, that's fine. But just don't go in there yeah. and think that you have to be this because what you are it's is beautiful. enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you so much. And look at you. I mean, you're gorgeous. I've oh. always thought that. I mean, yeah. let's be realistic. You're like a babe. And thank I'm not, you know, I'm not into you. women, but thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. It's, it's interesting. Isn't it funny that we think we have to overdo stuff sometimes yeah. so we feel pretty I mean you know that's why I really love England too because a lot of the women over there they don't wear a lot of makeup and so I've actually like started to wear less and less and less like and um and I love but I also love dressing up you know Same. I love putting up putting on fake eyelashes and my hair extensions and I love yeah. being Shania when I want to be Shania you know like the Shania version of Alyssa is like it's <laughs> like one of my favorites but at the did you see time, her with Harry Styles yes that was so like when I saw that I was like huh like but it was like because I Shania was big when I was young and being Canadian she was just she's from Timmins which is like not far from where well it's far enough but it's in the same province as where I grew up and I used to sing her songs I remember when I used to go in the vocal booth and she had that song uh I can't remember you win my love and oh. then there's this part where she does this thing and then she jerks her neck back and I did it in the studio. And then the next day, my neck was just done for. And my mom was like, congratulations. <laughs> but my grandpa loved it. He was like, oh yeah, that's my favorite. And her with her belly tops and everything. Like she was every so man's cute. dream in the nineties. She was so cool. I love, I love, I love Shania. But yeah, I mean, she's, she's unapologetically herself too. And, you know, and, um, and that's what I love about her. So you just have to be, she's got to be yourself. That's beautiful. Being yourself. You're beautiful. Everything about you is beautiful. Like I could talk to you for hours and hours, but I know you have a life. So I am going to shut up because I do talk a lot. But before I go, um, if you, if you, if there, is there a message that you would want to like say to someone who, um, is listening to this, who might be thinking about quitting and who wants to, you know, make music the same thing you're doing? I would say, I would say that you are enough that God has given you life on earth for such a purpose. And whether or not you know what that purpose is right now, you will know it as long as you keep being yourself and you keep being good to people and kind to people. And um, just remember that you are enough. You're always enough. And every day to get. Oh, and I have to ask Riley's question or she will be very upset with me. Um, what lyric of yours would you use to describe 2022? That's her question. <laughs> and she also said, I love you, Queen, on that question. I love you, you too. That's so sweet. Um, the the lyric to describe 2022. There's a feeling that I am being reborn with new wings and I ain't going back. Wow. I love that. And I love that song. Yeah. It's that's a song I think we all need it. And I'm going to, sh- I'm probably going to share it with this because it's, please do. All of your songs have so much meaning and it's like, they're all like almost like gospel. It's just, you're just such oh, a beautiful thank soul. You, thank you, you really so are. You're I welcome. Really appreciate it. I can't wait for you to hear these new songs. And, I can't uh, wait to like actually see you performing live and doing your thing. Cause I'll be screaming the loudest because I'm such a big cheerleader for everyone. Well, I can't wait. To- Thanks for finally, you know, I'm sorry it took so long, but no, was- you know what? It's, it's, God's timing, right? 
That's right. Absolutely. So right. thank you for everything. You're sweet. I'll talk to you really soon. Thank Mwah. you. So I love you so much. You're amazing. Bye. And that's all folks. I would have talked to Alyssa for like days on end, <laughs> but you don't want to sit here for days on end, but I could have talked to her for days on end. She's that magnificent. Um, a little bit embarrassed, you know, that I thought um, Eric Decker was a quarterback being, <laughs> being the football fan that I am. In my defense, I got him confused with Jay Cutler, who's married to Kristen Cavallari, who is a quarterback. So I just want to put that out there. Um, if you are not familiar with Alyssa's music, I want to encourage you to check it out. It's on Spotify, um, Apple Music, pretty much iTunes, whatever you want to call it. Pretty much anywhere that you get your music, you can tune into her music. And I encourage you to go to um, YouTube and check out the music video for other side of the world. If you're not already following Alyssa, please do. It's Alyssa Bonagura across all platforms. A-L-Y-S-S-A-B-O-N-A-G-U-R-A. And yeah, that's it. Next week, I have a very talented makeup artist, uh, Hollywood makeup artist with me. Her name is Michelle Lewis. Uh, she's worked on things that you may know, such as um, Black Panther. and her ultimate favorite thing that she's worked on, uh, the Bernie Mac show. And she told me so many beautiful stories about Bernie Mac that actually made me feel like Bernie Mac was in the room with me. So I'm very excited to, um, to bring her to you, to introduce her to you because, you know, makeup artists are often the unsung heroes of the film business amongst many. Um, so it's nice to connect with her um, on a completely different level and learn different things about myself, about her, about, um, the, the small village that it takes to make a film come to life. Um, so if you can't tell, I'm obviously in a great mood talking to Alyssa, put me in like a new headspace, like, like her song, new wing says, I, you know, I'm not going to get off. I'm, I'm going to fly now, guys. I'm not going back to the ground anymore. She's just so spiritually elevating. And I really, really have all the love and respect in the world for this woman. So thank you so much for joining me for Maybe the first time, maybe the 48th time, whatever it is, I appreciate you. Um, it's a long weekend. It's, you know, Canada Day in Canada, 4th of July in the U.S. Please be safe. Drink responsibly. Enjoy yourselves, um, but be safe because I don't want to hear that anyone's lost their life over this long weekend. So enjoy yourselves. Like I said, life is too short not to. Um, and I will be back next week with Michelle Lewis, as promised. You're going to love her, too. Before I go, I just got to mention real quick my sponsors. Um, so Michael Solberg Family Wines, as usual, you can find them on Instagram at Michael Solberg Family Wines and also Huxware, which was um, founded by my friend Jen Govier, who's also going to be joining the show to talk about female entrepreneurship. So you can check out her awesome no camel to moisture wicking underwear at Huxware, H U X. W E A R. If you want to leave a comment for me or, you know, suggest um, someone that you'd like to hear on the show, hit me up on Twitter at a blonde who talks, A B L O N D E W H O T A L K S. And I will do everything in my power to bring them to you, even if it takes a year, like it took uh, me and Alyssa. But it was a year well worth the wait because everything that came out in the wash, if you will. Um, was just extraordinary and beautiful. And I'm just really proud of this episode. If it's not obvious, I'm going to play you out with Alyssa's latest single, Other Side of the World. 
It's about long distance relationships and it's beautiful and I'm obsessed with it and her. Bye. Come on the other side.